Welcome again, guys, to another installment of the Cross Yas podcast. I am still your sexy beast of a host, Giselle Mirasol, and I'm still excited to be here. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite subjects in this episode, but really, they're all my favorite subjects. My loyal, royal subjects. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of the play Hamilton right there. But this topic is one that's dear to my heart, as we will discuss relationships and dating as a cross-dresser, like finding a girlfriend and stuff. Just got back from Taiwan, and I'll have to say, I had an awesome time. Nothing new to report on the cross-dressing end. Turned a few heads as a Giselle, but that's about it. I ate a lot, so I probably packed on some weight. <sighs> I love food, though. Guess you can call me a foodie. Hey, you know what's funny? Calling someone a foodie. I remember getting into a conversation with a friend, and we talked about how kind of dumb it is to call someone a foodie. Because it's food. I know foodie is a term meant for people who like to eat all kinds of different foods, but it's necessary to live to be into food. Like, what kind of living person isn't? I guess those who have to eat through a tube, their selection is limited. They're just all about nutrition and calories. Anyways, this will be a fun episode, but this one's tough because, like I mentioned in previous episodes, you gotta find out before you date what you are first, what you're into, and the kind of relationship you're looking for. This takes some time, unfortunately, and really it takes time to just really discover what you're about. And the only way to do that is you gotta experiment. Or research, I guess, is what you can call it. Everyone will take a different approach, and for me, I took the head-on method. I tried dating all sorts of guys, girls, and trans people. I even had sexual encounters with such. In this episode, I'll discuss kinds of dating I did and how cross-dressing was introduced to my potential partners. I'll also briefly talk about the romantic side of Giselle and some tips cross-dressers can take and really anyone can use when dating. Then finally, I'll talk about how I met my current girlfriend and how she finally met Giselle. Here we go, guys. Here's episode four. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know how I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. I now know I'm a heterosexual cross-dressing male that is attracted to anything and everything related to femininity. So I got into my first relationship as a sophomore in high school at 16 years of age, not knowing any of that yet. I mean, what does a kid really know at 16? Where the car keys are, maybe who the cutest girl in school is, definitely where the remote to the TV is. You know, trivial stuff. What I did know though was I hated being lonely pure hated it. So I just got with the first girl that liked me. Seriously, that's how it happened. I was tired of being lonely, and the first girl that showed even the slightest interest in me was Jennifer. Jennifer, who eventually became my long-term girlfriend at the dumb age of 16, didn't even go to my high school. We talked mainly through AIM because we went to the same middle school, and on my 8th grade yearbook, she wrote her AIM screen name and also the acronym KIT which I eventually deciphered stands for keep in touch. So look out people, 
the ones you meet from middle school who want to keep in touch, like a bouncer at a strip club would say, no touching. Stay away, they're trouble. At least, that's my experience. Not like I would know a lot about strip clubs. I mean, that's what my friends say or something. Uh, anyways, if you've listened to the previous episodes in this podcast, Jennifer is, in my opinion, the girlfriend from hell. She and I dated for nine and a half years, and she used my cross-dressing to drive a wedge between us and our relationship. When she and I ended, I actually rekindled a friendship with an old high school friend who I actually went to high school with, and we eventually dated. Things went well with her, and eventually we stuck around for a while too. Not quite nine and a half years, but on and off for four years. Luckily, this fantastic person helped me explore myself in a non-judgmental way, and she helped me understand that it was okay to be Giselle. I loved what she did for me. She was my sanctuary for my cross-dressing dreams and desires. But unfortunately, we wanted different things in life, so we ended our relationship after four years together. We did break up for a period of time. I like this girl, unlike Jennifer, so I'll use a different name for the girl who accepted Giselle. She was kind of French, so let's call her that. French was the type of girl you can hang out with, very personable and very interested in what you had to say. She also liked to keep to herself and was very introverted, but also very giving of herself and time if she deemed you worthy enough. She didn't identify as gay or straight, but more that, her sexual orientation drifted somewhere on the sexual spectrum. She didn't believe things being binary, binary as in there's only two answers, this or that, like sexual orientation or gender where it's gay or straight or man or woman. She was way more of a progressive thinker than Jennifer ever was. Jennifer despised gay people and even thought being gay was a choice. She gave me an example of how one of her dad's friend's sons woke up and decided to be gay and Jennifer believed this. <sighs> See, French didn't think this way. God, I hope for humanity's sake, no one still does. Gay or straight is not a choice, people. See, French was smart and a critical thinker. She let logic lead her life. French admitted to me that she was involved in a relationship with a girl in college, and that she is attracted to both traditional masculine and feminine qualities. So as you can imagine, getting into a relationship with someone who is this aware of themselves can be kind of intimidating because I got with her and she knew all of this about herself and all I knew was that I liked to cross-dress. So French and I were happily dating for about two years when we realized we had to break up because we mutually decided to end our relationship so I can explore more of my own sexual orientation and more of my Giselle side. So I did and it was a wild ride. So the first person I explored my own cross-dressing self with as a single man was someone I met online through the website Reddit. This person, who identified as queer, posted a provocative photo of themselves in a wig, dress, makeup, and looked fabulous. I'm talking everything looked great. Hair, makeup, dress, them shoes. Girl had it going on. If you know anything about Reddit, it's basically an online bulletin board where people can read news, have discussions, and submit their own content for other people to read or see. So pictures, links, videos, and other texts for others to see and share. Now, how is this different than Facebook? Well, first off, it doesn't suck. And second of all, the content on Reddit is further separated into subreddits, which are specific to whatever topic or content the user wants to see. So some examples are the subreddits for cute and adorable things are titled, aw, 
A-W-W. The subreddit for the TV show Friends is called How You Doin', which is Joey Cherbiani, played by Matt LeBlanc's character, and his signature catchphrase. And the subreddit for GIFs is called GIFs. I know, it's GIFs or GIFs or GIFs. It's the same. The inventor said you can pronounce it either way. So on the Reddit website, this is organized by having an R slashed before the whatever. So the subreddit ah is R slash ah, and friends is R slash how you doing, and gifs is R slash gifs. Anywho, I love Reddit. French introduced me to it. And so this gorgeous queer cross-dressing person posted their pictures on the cross-dressing subreddit, or R slash cross-dressing. So I commented on their photo because in the photo, I saw they had a banner for a local college. And that person commented back and admitted that yes, they go to that college. So I was intrigued. We got to talking more and were highly interested in one another. It was getting a little late and I was tired and I had to sleep early because I had somewhere to go in the next morning. But we talked and found each other attractive because I too had posted pictures in the cross-dressing subreddit. So, and I forget whom, but eventually it's brought up that we should see each other. So I was, and I'll admit, I was a little horny, especially looking at those provocative ass photos. I gathered the courage and drove about 40 minutes to the local college as we agreed to meet each other at his dorm. So I'll admit, I was a bit scared. This is the first time I'd ever done anything like this. So the thoughts of, am I being catfished? Is this real? What the hell am I doing? All ran through my mind during that 40 minute drive, but I was horny, so I was gonna do it anyways. Also, and this is just good advice in general, don't make life-altering choices when you're horny or for the sake of potential sex. It usually leads to bad decisions. Usually the bad decisions are the most fun, but ultimately you'll pay for it later somehow. So try not to think with your dick or vagina or whatever sexual organs you use to get yourself off. Use your brain. Be smart. Like Aretha Franklin saying, you better think. So I finally get to the college and standing there waiting for me outside the dorm was a person with a very thin frame. It's the person I think I saw on Reddit, but as a guy. No wig, just his own natural hair, which was sort of bald, but there was hair. He was wearing a black tank top and what appeared to be booty shorts and flip flops. It was pretty cold and windy outside. So in that outfit, he stood out like a sore thumb, almost sex worker-like. I drive up to him and he talks to me through the open passenger side window. We converse briefly and we do verify that we were who we said we were online. What's funny is that anyone around me looking at that exchange is probably thinking that I'm probably picking up some hooker from a college dorm. Luckily, it was late at night, so I really hope no one was looking. Anyways, he gets into my car and we go grab food. So at this point I'm thinking, well, I'm all for this. No turning back now. If I'm gonna be murdered, it was my fault because I let him into the car. I'm the one who drove the 40 minutes to see this person. I even agreed to go get food with them. Pretty much this was all on me. So I have no excuse. But the chance for sex though. But we decide to go get food, have some debate on where to go. And we finally decide on a classic American staple, McDonald's. I know, magical. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba, I'm settling. We talk more on our drive towards McDonald's and kind of get to know each other more. I guess that is what a date entails. I wouldn't know. I've never really dated up to this point. 
all my previous relationships were long-term relationships from people I already knew from school. So those were mandatory bonds I formed, whereas this relationship, if you can even call it that, I had to make from scratch. So this was a date, I guess? A date to McDonald's? We drove to a McDonald's and didn't even go inside. He said because of what he wore, he didn't want to go inside. So we just got to the drive-thru and ordered, well, he ordered, everyone's favorite at McDonald's, just french fries. That's all we ate. I bought us both fries so we could eat in my car, and then we get to talking about what we want to do after our extravagant dinner. He says, why not go back to my place? So of course, I respond like any horny individual would do. I nod politely and drive quickly to his place. So we get to his place, which it turns out, he's one of the RAs of the dorms. An RA is a resident assistant who usually is an upperclassman that helps those who live in the dorms. So they're like a leader. And as a leader, RAs get a bigger room than everyone else. In his room is a couch and a bed. It's not too big of a place, but it definitely seemed larger than your classic college dorm room. So we talk on his couch. We offer more details about one another. Like I tell him I'm a crossdresser, never been with a guy, just recently broke up with a girlfriend, etc. But he asked me an important question, which I didn't realize was important until way later. He asked, do you want me to dress up for you? Which I respond with, do whatever you're most comfortable with. So, of course, he decided to just stay in guy mode. He then tells me how he likes being an RA. He's slept with other guys and other RAs, and he likes to be feminine sometimes, but it takes a lot of work. I hear that. After all the conversation, well, we end up on his bed. And, well, look, I'll spare this sexual details for another episode with regards to sex as a crossdresser. Sorry, everyone. I know some of you wanted to know the juicy details, but I promise that episode specifically will be NSFW or Not Safe for Work. And for that episode, I will give you everything you want to know about sex as a crossdresser from my point of view. Because sex sells. And I got to tantalize you guys with something. But long story short, this time around, the first experience I ever had with a guy who was sort of a crossdresser but really was queer was... Eh. It wasn't for me. It was uneventful, and also, I didn't finish. He did, though, twice. The selfish bastard. No wonder he slept before me. Anyways, the night ended with me sneaking out early from his dorm room because of somewhere I had to be. I contacted him the next morning because I left my phone charger in his room. I asked him if he had a fun time. He said he did. I asked if he wanted to hang out again or if he wanted to do it again sometime. He replied, no. That son of a bitch. Ends up with two orgasms, my phone charger, and McDonald's french fries? <laughs> well, Giselle's first booty call was a success for him, but not for me. So my first time exploring myself with a guy was... Blech. The more I think about it, I guess you could consider it a success because I learned I'm not into queer guys, or maybe... Not into guys in general. But I had to see if that was really true, because maybe that was just a one-time thing. I mean, I really like cross-dressing, and I know the cross-dressing aspect is what turned me on about the Reddit person. I also think, man, would it have been different had this person actually dressed up for me? Would I have found that more pleasurable? Or maybe that guy was just a selfish asshole, and it wouldn't have mattered. And maybe someone else out there would be better. I had to see for myself and couldn't let this one guy be the only impression I get of guys in general.
I had to get back on track and explore other ventures. So this time, I used the fetish website. More specifically, FetLife.com. FetLife.com is a social fetishist one-stop shop. It's a social network that connects people with similar fetishes, kinks, or those into BDSM. It's like a Reddit or Facebook for those interested in fetishes. Lots of things to define here, and I won't go too much into detail because I'll cover the whole BDSM and cross-dressing as a kink in another episode. So for now, let's just focus on the word fetish. What's a fetish? In the cross-dressing sense, I'm using the definition that a fetish is an object or thing that people get sexual gratification from. So, and because you guys know I already love being too open about myself, my fetish is everything related to cross-dressing, more specifically, femininity. So, I posted naughty photos of myself on this website and found people with similar interests. You wouldn't believe how many people are also into cross-dressing and cross-dressing related topics. So eventually, I found someone, someone nearby, someone who is also a cross-dresser. Here comes that feeling of horniness slowly creeping back. I felt it. In my head, but also in my pants. So we conversed for a bit online and we discovered we were similar in age and had some other common interests. Fortunately, this person was a cross-dresser. Although this person had pictures that weren't as gorgeous to me as the person I saw on Reddit. But I was horny. And my penis at the time didn't discriminate. So what the hell? Let's try this out. Maybe this time it'll be different. So we decided to meet up. So I met with this person whose name was Hannah. Hannah and I both met in guy mode, first for dinner at a nearby sushi restaurant. Hannah was about my height, 5'7ish, thin build, fair skin complexion, and had medium length blonde hair that was long enough he had to keep parting his hair every 5 to 10 minutes as it kept falling in front of his eyes. His face wasn't very feminine, and I already knew from seeing him in guy mode, I wasn't attracted to him. As dinner went on, we discussed our online profiles and what we'd like to do for fun. Eventually, the cross-dressing came up. He was very attracted to Giselle and the photos I'd posted on FetLife. He found me also very attractive, even as a guy. As for me, well, I didn't like his look. I didn't like him as a guy. His guy look just wasn't feminine enough for me. Hannah's photos online were fine. Nothing too out of the ordinary, just your typical provocative lingerie pictures and pictures of Hannah in dresses. Hannah looked pretty in those dresses, so that's what I told him. In reality, though, I was just very horny. He was close by. He's a cross-dresser. I was thinking, hey, maybe let's see where this goes. And you know how it'd be that way sometimes, when you're wanting sex so badly you forgo the consequences for temporary fun? As I've stated many times before, try and assess a situation. But whatever, really. If you're going to hoe it out, hoe it out. Just don't say, I didn't warn you. At least be safe. Sheesh wrap it up. Anyways, Hannah says he's pansexual, which is where your sexual attractions aren't limited to gender, gender identity, or biological sex. You're pretty much into anything. Except pans. Pansexual is not where you're sexually attracted to pans. Although, I can see how one could get that way from the word pansexual. But hey, if you're into pans as like your fetish, do you boo-boo? It's just not called pansexual. So I explained to Hannah that I'm definitely into women and I find femininity attractive, but I don't think I'm into men. Hey, I guess this is one of those dates again, sorta. But it's okay guys, I have experience this time. In my head, I'm already thinking, hey, we just can't get fries and we're eating inside a restaurant. 
with other people, so already an improvement from the selfish Reddit bastard. So we talked and found again that we had more common interests, like how we both found cross-dressing as a fetish. We also have both been with cross-dressers in the past, and we used cross-dressing in sexual situations before. So all right, okay, I'm thinking this might be going somewhere. I thought dinner was enjoyable and the sushi was decent, but I'm an optimistic, so I see the good in everything. Eventually, the topic of, so what are we going to do after, came up. He asked, hey, do you want to dress up and meet back at my place? And I debated in my head, hmm, I remember I was horny. So I answered like a surprise Disney princess ready for adventure. Sure, that sounds like fun. Why not? Let's try it. At the time, my family was out of town, so I offered my place instead. Hannah agreed that was a better idea, as she also lived with family. So, we head to my place. We drive separately because Hannah says she has a lot of her Hannah stuff in her car. Works out even better. I don't have to take all her crap, she can leave when she wants to, and I'm not responsible driving her back. So we get to my place, and she and I talk briefly at the kitchen table. She wasn't kidding about the stuff. She brought inside like four bags with all of her cross-dressing supplies. Her dresses, makeup, shoes, wigs, you name it. I was like, god damn, we got a professional here. Or a hoarder. So she opens up her bags and shows me her cross-dressing gear. She shows me hers, and I show her mine. Mine's not as extensive as hers, but she did say that she liked my taste in clothes. And who wouldn't? I got a little fashion sense as Giselle. Guy mode, though. Not so much. I'm working on it though. My current girlfriend knows how much I don't like guy clothes, but she's helping me dress better in guy mode. So I'm a work in progress. Thanks, babe. At this point, Hannah and I both agree that we should show our female cross-dressing selves because remember, we're still in guy mode at this point. I mean, Hannah finds me attractive as a guy, but I don't find her at all attractive as a guy. Like, cause I'm not into guys. Sorry, guys just aren't my thing. So we both go to the bathroom and do our makeup routines, and we get ready for one another. We got to see each other transform into our feminine selves, which, oddly enough, I found quite arousing. Hannah says I look gorgeous. I tell her, you do too. In my head though, I, I don't know. For some reason, I still wasn't attracted to her. Although now she looked way more feminine with makeup, a bra, and a surprisingly gorgeous dress. I mean, I had an erection, but that's probably from the cross-dressing we were both doing. Again, the cross-dressing here is being used as the fetish. So now, with both of us looking this good, wearing the dresses that we picked out for one another, being feminine and all, what's left to do but sit on the couch and watch TV? We're sitting down and just watching some Netflix movie and we're both very horny. I mean, I know I was, so I felt Hannah and evidently she was too. So, we decide to have sex. Again, sparing the sexual details for another episode, let's leave it at Hannah finished. Fairly quickly, too, from what I remember. The difference between Hannah and the person I met on Reddit was Hannah tried her best to make me finish as well, if you catch my drift. But here's the kicker. No matter what she did, I couldn't. And this goes without saying it wasn't because Hannah didn't try her best, because boy did she... She tried her best. I I just wasn't feeling it. I, I mean, sure, I felt it. But that emotional, intimate feeling you get with somebody, it, 
that 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 just wasn't there so we both sat on the couch afterwards kind of looking more exhausted than me and i sort of just confused and reflecting on what just happened soon after we took our makeup off said our goodbyes and i walked hannah to her car and she drove off she tried to contact me again but way later and at that point i was already with someone else here's the thing guys i guess i'm just not into guys even if they cross-dress I'll acknowledge other cross-dressers and applaud them at their craft, because if they're working it well, then batch, they're working it well. But trying to be in a relationship and trying to get romantic with one? Nah, fam. I mean, I gave it the good old college try and found that I'm all for everything feminine, but maybe only if it's me. And I need to be with a woman. I also realized I'm a giver. I like to make sure everyone else is pleased before myself, making me the living embodiment of someone who is altruistic. It's a bad habit that sometimes gets me into trouble because I spread myself way too thin. But I don't know how to be any other way. I'm working on it, I promise. I mean, I want to believe that there is the perfect person out there who will accept me for who I am, who will want me and accept me for all my faults, which there very well may be. I mean, I'm hoping my current relationship with my girlfriend is currently something that does last. We'll see, I mean, she's pretty cool, I guess. Just kidding, I love her a lot. She's listening to this, she knows I'm joking. Or am I? No, I am. Look guys, I wanna believe I'm a romantic and I'd like to believe that love will find a way. But damn, love takes a lot of work. So tip for those cross-dressers and maybe all you other lovers out there, you gotta be willing to be you, but also be willing to work at your relationships cause Love doesn't come easy, but it sure is easily taken away. I've made my mistakes with my previous relationships and I have to live with those consequences. But I'm really thankful because those relationships help shape me to who I am today. I've worked very hard to be where I am, which brings me to my current romantic relationship. Currently, I am seeing this girl who I met online. She'll be joining me in a future episode on this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Now, we met through one of those dating apps, and on the app, like I've said before, I like being upfront. So I took a chance and posted one of my pictures of Giselle. To my surprise, she loved my picture, and found me quite pretty as Giselle, and cute as a guy. So it worked out for me, but for other cross-dressers, please take caution in doing so. For those who are new to how dating works in today's world, I'll try to break it down for you. The internet, as you know, brings people together from all facets of life. Through chat, pictures, video, it's just good at facilitating real-world connections. Well, as real as you can get it. So, most dating apps usually function using the internet. And it goes something like this. You post a picture of yourself on one of these apps through your computer or phone. You then add a little bio about yourself. Maybe add things you like, what you're into, what you're looking for, etc. Post that onto one of the dating apps or dating sites, and then voila, it's official. Congrats, your dating life has begun. So to find other potential mates, you search for people within a specified range that you get to filter. So by sex, age, and usually location. You're then given your selected filtered list of people. This usually consists of someone else's picture and a bio about themselves. Now, if you like what you see, this is what you do. You indicate interest in the person by swiping the app a certain way, or 
literally hit a like or heart button, and if there's a mutual connection, as in the person is also interested in you, then you're directed into a private chat between you and the other interested person. Some apps only connect you once you both have mutual interest in one another, like Tinder or OkCupid, but then there's Bumble where the woman has the right to initiate a conversation if she finds the guy interesting enough, or hot enough, or whatever. There's lots of other dating apps, but these are the main players today. Others to add are Hinge, Plenty of Fish, and old school ones like Match.com and eHarmony. Now, don't get me wrong, the internet is full of weirdos. I mean, I could be considered one of those weirdos. Think about it, a cross-dressing, podcast-making medical professional? It's kind of weird. But you're getting to know me more through this podcast, and maybe you're finding similarities between me and my relationships. Or maybe not. And you're probably just thinking, what a freaking weirdo that you can't even believe some of these stories I'm telling. Fair enough. But weirdos have been around even before the internet, so whatever. The internet has just allowed the weirdness to be magnified. But what makes someone weird really? Just because you don't understand them? Just because they're different? Maybe if we talked more about our differences, we can find that we're quite similar in many ways. But maybe that starts with learning to communicate better. Perhaps people just don't know how to communicate? Well, at the very least, they need to work on speaking to another person in person. Because it's easy to hide behind your online profiles and your online photos that are maybe digitally altered using a filter. And you can pretend to be someone you're not online, so it's smart to take precautions when you do date online. Because when you meet in person, you better be able to match those same expectations. The internet has this crazy ability to make your expectations so high that when you meet in person, it's often disappointing. So coming out as a non-transgendered cross-dresser to your potential dating partner, kind of tricky. Because you do have to explain yourself you have to explain precisely what cross-dressing means to you. But it all comes back to vulnerability and confidence, and really knowing who you really are. A cross-dresser should own up to being themselves and not feel shame for it. But is it something you post on your dating profile, or say on your first date? Hmm, I guess that depends on what kind of person you are. If you're comfortable enough with yourself and your cross-dressing, and you don't need someone else's validation, then sure. But not every cross-dresser is, especially since your first picture online is that first impression that you give off to people. And first impressions mean everything, which is one of the biggest drawbacks of online dating because not everyone is photogenic or a good writer for a bio. And a lot of the times, if your pictures suck, you will not get a date, guy or girl. People are more than their photo and bio, but unfortunately, your personality isn't really well displayed on just a photo. I guess unless you eat a sausage all seductive, sure. But hey, if you finally do get into a relationship and you're accepted for being a cross-dresser, that's awesome. But there's more to relationships than just acceptance. There's work involved too. Relationships are like plants. If you want them to survive, you're gonna have to feed them and nurture them. How do you feed and nurture a relationship? Easy, water and plenty of sunlight. Just kidding. But like a plant, you do have to give your time to relationships. Both of you. Both you first have to know what you both are about. And you're going to want to make your relationship evolve, but can't evolve if you don't know where to even start. And don't mistake acceptance with complacency. If you're accepted as a crossdresser, 
but don't want to improve in other facets in your life? It's pointless being in a relationship. Cross-dressing shouldn't be the focal point in the relationship. That focal point should be the relationship. You do that by being your best selves and then bring yourselves together and make that relationship be the best relationship ever. You learn about one another and change things that you can. But if you're not able to change like you're cross-dressing and your partner doesn't accept that, either make that clear or move on to someone else. Growth involves change, but everyone hates change. So if you're in a relationship, but you're lazy and don't want to make the relationship work, what the hell are you doing? You're wasting your time and in turn, wasting your partner's time. Do things together, go on dates, be bored at home in each other's presence, but a relationship is between two people. Do things two people would do. Spend some time learning about one another and find what kind of hobbies you're both into. That kind of thing. Maybe you both like to cook and maybe you like exercising. I don't know, but communicate and maybe you both can figure it out. In the relationship with French, I neglected to do a lot of that, which is really unfortunate because French was a delightful person. We just wanted different things. I mean, I was so busy exploring myself, I forgot to take time like actually communicating and being with my girlfriend. I admit I was a non-attentive person in my relationships and many of my past relationships, which definitely showed. But that doesn't mean everyone else has to be. Dating can be a lot of fun, but you're going to have to discover what kind of person you are first. So hopefully you can create a long-lasting relationship, if of course that's what you want. Let's be real though, dating sucks. That's why most people look just for quick hookups and one night stands. Because actual relationships take work and no one wants to put in work anymore. We live in the world of instant gratification and any work is almost an inconvenience to us. It's work finding someone you not only can relate to but actually vibe with. Add the fact that if they can accept you for all that you are, like you're cross-dressing, that's nearly impossible. It's probably why we stay in relationships that aren't healthy because we think, well, I put in all this time and effort, might as well stick it out. But that's the sunk cost fallacy. Don't do that. Cross-dressing is just another one of those natural traits you have or don't have, like bushy eyebrows or curly hair. I look at my cross-dressing as something that makes me unique and interesting. It means more to others because perhaps they're discovering they're transgendered or maybe they want to transition. but. None of these are a person's fault. They're just naturally that way. It could be a fault if they don't tell you that and you have a relationship together, like the hiding and the deceit. Yeah, that's a fault. That's also a bigger issue that needs to be dealt with. And that can be remedied with good communication, people. Cross-dressing should really just be another unique characteristic you should bring into your relationships. Not a problem starter. And please don't have your significant other use your cross-dressing as something to divide you. It should bring you both closer together. Communication is key in relationships, I can't stress that enough. Talk about what makes you happy and if you're a cross-dresser and you're happy about it, bring it up to your significant other. Long-term relationships need to evolve to be able to survive. The longer you're in a relationship, the harder it is to break it off, even a crappy one. You start building memories with that person, you become attached to their family and friends, and you hold on to your past together. But if your love cannot grow with that person, why stay with them? Love should not remain stagnant, otherwise you're stuck. Stuck in a place where you hate being. Having been lied to by someone for six years, like in my case with Jennifer, you remember her, the girlfriend from hell? 
about her being okay with my cross-dressing, but really not. That sucked. Not just for me, but for her. She stuck with me for nine years, but waited to tell me only after six years that she wasn't okay with my cross-dressing. I mean, it was a time sink for both of us, but did she realistically think I did not want her to be a part of my cross-dressing life or that I was going to give up my cross-dressing up altogether? You guys are in for a surprise because next week, I will have the infamous Jennifer on as my first special guest and you guys can hear her take. Just kidding. That girl erased me off the face of the earth. I feel like this podcast is so cathartic for me. It allows me to vent and just get things off my chest onto an audience that may or may not be interested. I guess if you're still listening to this podcast, you still care a little bit, and well, thanks. It means a lot, and I do want you to know everything I ever say from this podcast is real. It's real unadulterated me. I just give myself to this podcast, and in turn, you guys get to hear me talk about a topic that's dear to myself. So, again, thanks. And that's it, guys. Episode 4 is in the books. Sorry this ran a little long, I just had so much to say about relationships and cross-dressing. I want to thank you guys again for listening, yet another week where I let you guys into the cross-dresser's mind. Really, into my mind. I do hope you guys learned something. Again, your feedback is highly appreciated. So like, comment, subscribe, follow. Hit the podcast up with a tweet, and follow the podcast on Twitter at crossyas. Again, that's at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. We'd love to hear again from you guys. Tune in next week where there will be the first of a new thing I want to try where I offer cross-dressing tips. And more specifically, we will talk about shopping. So tune in definitely for that. Have an awesome rest of the week. Remember, we are still on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So again, guys, keep it fresh. Stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything, but I'm here to offer my story. And I hope that in turn, you learn more about me, maybe learn more about yourself, and it teaches you a little more about the world of cross-dressing.